Okay, hi, this is literally just me talking into my phone because this is going to help me study and I hope it helps you study too. Anyway, we're all here because we want to pass the MCAT. The MCAT is this crazy freaking test that no one really knows how to even prepare for, in my opinion. I feel like I'm going into this so blind and this is the start of my journey. So today's day one and I'm going to take y'all with me. So let's just start with bottom up versus top down processing. And I should say that this would be um, the behavioral section. And within that, I would do sensory perception. And I'm going to skip ahead to the bottom up versus top down processing part. And I also want to mention that these notes that I'm reading off of, I've already typed because this is how I'm going to learn, right? So like I said, I've already typed these up, I'm reading them, and I'm going to forward them to you. So bottom-up processing begins with the stimulus. The stimulus influences our perception, assuming that there's no previous experience with it. So let's say you're sitting in a cockpit, and you're not a pilot, so you're really not sure what you're looking at. And all of this is new, and you're trying to comprehend what you're looking at. You start with no preconceived idea of what you are looking at, and you're trying to process it, which allows the stimulus to influence the perception of what you are looking at. That was a lot of looking at. Oh my gosh. Oh, I also wanted to add that this is like a com a combination of the Khan Academy, um, what is it called? The 300 page note or whatever, and also the videos. So yes, I did look back at the videos to get my notes, <laughs> but I did type this up myself. Anyway, going back. Bottom-up processing is data-driven, so a perception of what you're looking at directs cognitive awareness. Bottom-up, you're starting from the ground. You have no knowledge of what you're looking at. That's how I'm going to think of it. I hope that's how you think of it. Top-down processing uses background knowledge to influence perception. You did it all. You were the maid, you were the cook, you were the manager, you ran the inn, now you have your own inn. <laughs> That's a Gilmore Girls reference. Um, you have your own inn now, so you're going to use your background knowledge to influence your perception. Let's say to buy that inn that you want to run. So even though there's nothing in... Oh, sorry, this is a picture that I'm looking at. So this picture, let me describe it. It has one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, eight white circles and within those eight circles there is sort of a peace sign or like three lines that connect to make a cube so if you look at the Khan Academy or the the psychology document this would totally make sense but even though there's nothing in those black spaces our brain is taking that information and recreating that cube despite a lack of the cube being present so top-down processing is theory driven our perception and behavior is influenced by our expectations, using what is already in our heads to perceive what we are looking at. So one of the examples that the Khan Academy guy talks about is where's Waldo? So we already know that we're looking for him. We have that knowledge and that will influence how we're going to be looking at that big picture. Okay, next up, gestalt principles. I don't even know how to say these things. Gestalt, gestalt, who knows? So this attempts to address why we perceive things the way we do. So a basketball game is just a bunch of still images that we perceive as a fluid video on our TV. And I guess that kind of goes with anything we look at. Everything is just a still image that's pieced 
together into a fluid motion. So how does our brain know that this is supposed to be one fluid thing? There are several different laws or principles. Okay, quickly, I'm going to... So apparently, okay, and this is news to me, there are more principles than the ones that are in the Khan Academy video. Um, I would double check with the... What's it called? The document. But from the Khan Academy video, I have the law of similarity, proximity, continuity, closure, and this other one that I just don't remember how to pronounce. It's like pragnance or whatever. Okay, anyway, law of similarity. The definition is items that are similar to one another are grouped together by your brain. An example would be a brain. the brain naturally organizes the pictures within columns versus rows because the columns have squares or circles squares circles squares circles instead of it being square circle square circle in a row okay the law of pragnance reality is often organized or reduced to simplest form possible so the five olympic rings right we see the five circles first instead of those crazy like oval diamond shaped things because we just want to make things simple who doesn't Okay, law of proximity. Objects that are close to one another are grouped together. So for me, I'm looking at this picture. There's two different groups of circles. And the one group of circles is light blue. And the other little group is dark blue. So the light blue group is more like closer to one another. You know what? Oh my god, I'm so sorry. I, I messed up. So... That's actually for the continuity one, um, but okay. Going back to law of proximity. Okay, the object, the sorry, the example is that there's two groups of circles, six and six. One is a like, what would you say, like an upright rectangle, and the other one's like a horizontal rectangle, and you would group those two into rectangles because those groups are closer to one another. Like you wouldn't group the middle portion of them together because that just doesn't make sense and i know this is really hard to visualize and i'm so sorry about that like literally like i would say speed through the freaking khan academy videos and you will be golden okay law of continuity lines are seen as following the smoothest path so this is what i was talking about with like the light blue circles and the dark blue circles so the light blue circles are just going to keep coming like it's like an upward curve versus going up and then down so a parabola let's say is going to be smoother than what are those things called the the exponential ones so like the exponential one being like the um x cubed right like i don't even remember what that stupid graph line is called oh my god (laughs) But like I said, this is day one. Maybe I'll know by the end of this. Um, it's easier to just go upwards into a parabola. All right. Law of closure. Objects grouped together are seen as a whole. The information is filled in using knowledge. So your mind naturally fills in that missing triangle. So I'm looking at, again, an image that has like <laughs> an empty triangle in the middle of an actual triangle with like three pac-man looking thingies and it makes a triangle and we know it's a triangle because my brain is literally filling that shit in like it's law of closure i'm closing that all right so that was it for the just all principles that i have and i just want to remind everyone that the double 
AMC, like, they paid Khan Academy to make these videos. Like, they told them what they were going to put in the test and that these things need to be covered. So, what I'm going to think is that because they told them what they were going to cover, if I don't have the law in here, I'm not going to sweat over it too much because I'm not going to expect that to be in there because Khan Academy never put it in there. And I'm not saying that that's an excuse. Obviously not. Like, hey, like, I might... Because I'm a paranoid person, and I'm pretty sure all, most of us are paranoid. Um, and I'm probably going to go and look at the other Gestalt or Gestalt principles, but for now, this is good enough for me. It's day one. <laughs> and then I went ahead and did the Khan Academy practice questions um, over the Gestalt principles. There's also some Khan Academy questions about earlier things like monocular cues binocular cues which i didn't really go over in this because i already went over that and um i don't feel like re-recording myself to make it into like a podcast type thing but this is just really trying to be relatable i feel like there's so many mcat podcasts out there but they're all so fancy like i don't like that like it's great i'm learning the information blah 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 yada 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 but like come on put it into terms that i understand so I hope that this helped understand. We went over, just to recap, bottom-up versus top-down processing. Bottom-up. You start from the bottom. You have no idea what the hell it is you're getting into. You have no expectations whatsoever. Top-down processing, you already went through it all. You have an idea of what you are going to do. We also went over the gestalt, gestalt principles. I still don't know how to pronounce. Maybe I'll look it up after. Maybe I won't. As long as I know how to read it, it's okay. These principles attempt to address why we perceive things the way we do. So, like, why we group certain things together or why we think uh, one path is better than another or why we close things when it's really an open space. Stuff like that. All right. I'll make another one. Bye-bye.